to the mic Step to the mic If you got what it takes for the cameras and lights Then you gon' be alright, ain't nothing to fear Step to the mic My guest today is a brand ambassador, a multi-talented genre-bending artist, three-time Juno Award nominee, two-time Western Canadian Music Award winner, Pop Awards winner, Edmonton Music Prize winner. Honestly, seriously, I could go on and on with the accolades. Let's just welcome Nuella Charles. Welcome to the show, Nuella. Thank you for having me. It's weird hearing all of that back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all well-deserved. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I just wanted to start off and find out, uh, at what point in your life did you know that this is what what you wanted to do for a living? I think I was, uh, I, I know, I was a teenager. I was living in the Bahamas. We had moved when I was just going into grade eight. And it was during the whole MTV TRL phase when Avril Lavigne it was like this movement of female like artists who were playing their own instruments Michelle Branch Fifi Dobson like it was this movement and I was like if they can do that I can do that (laughs) (laughs) and I started playing my dad's guitar and we had an old like MacBook like those white ones that had Mm. like garage band So I started experimenting with recording my own songs. And before that, I would just use like a tape recorder. (laughs) And I still have some of those and they're really bad. But yeah, I think it was it was back then just seeing having that kind of inspiration to look up to and see that young female artists are doing it and saying what they want and doing it how they want and dressing, you know, how they want and not overtly sexual, but just like Avril Lavigne was a tomboy, you know, and that was so cool to see someone just being who they are and succeeding. So that, that's kind of when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this or try at least. <laughs> oh, you're doing more than just try. <laughs> Thank you. Now, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned your dad's guitar. So he's, mm-hmm. he was musical or he's musical. Is that where your musical talents come from? I think both of my parents were always had music around. I mm. just remember always having records and he had a guitar that he had with him when he toured around the world. Like he just went on a, after school, I think he just went on a world tour of just exploring. And he had this guitar and he plays the same blues lick over and over again. <laughs> so I think that's the extent of his musicianship now anyway. <laughs> But uh, he definitely is more on the technical side and he, he did do um, like live show engineering in Switzerland where he grew up and he would work for touring bands. So he 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 knows that side of, of the music industry um, and he always has an opinion on the stuff that I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you mentioned uh, living in the Bahamas. Um, you have quite a diverse background and quite a diverse heritage with Swiss, Kenyan and Canadian roots. Um, does that do you find that that plays a role in your music? I think so. I think it's not necessarily the sounds from those particular countries, mm-hmm. but more just like the worldview that I've developed over my years of living in different places with different cultures and learning to accept people as they are. and. Uh, everyone is different but different is unique and good 
um, where some people might be afraid of what they don't know. And so I always go into everything openly, um, willing to learn. And I think that's translated into my music, just wanting everyone to be able to accept themselves, but accept others and take something away from my songs, whether that's what the original intention that I had was, or if they interpret it in their own way. So yeah, I think more just content lyrically rather than sonically. Gotcha. Yeah. If, uh, if you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing? I think I'd be doing something with computers because I know at one point I wanted to be a computer scientist. I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, I'm going to be a computer scientist. Um, and I'm still to this day very like tech savvy and I can figure stuff out or I can fix things on my own if I think it's too expensive to take it to the <laughs> store. Um, but yeah, I think something to do with that. Anything digital, I think I have a, a knack for. Um, and it's very interesting to me because it's there's an, an endless world there. Mm-hmm. So. Now you talked about the influences uh, affecting the the lyrical content of your your music and your songwriting. Um, whenever people ask me about songwriting, I always tell them there's there's three different um, inspirations. There's personal experience, uh, there's experience of others around me, uh, and then there's just the straight up storytelling. And then any combination of the three. Um, for you, where do you live within that construct or do you have anything to add that's different? I think I float between all three of those. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a very big observer. Um, and so it's a lot of it is from what I've seen around me and what people have gone through that I try to put a personal spin on um, as if someone was singing it to themselves and make it more relatable that way. Um but this last like the the i have a new album coming out and on there a lot of it is more personal and stuff that i've gone through um and realized about myself and i think that translates well for others when they're hearing it because they can see themselves in that as well um so yeah it's the mix and it's never the same Mm -hmm. anytime i go to write a song it's always different um and sometimes even halfway through the writing process the perspective changes right. um depending on what feels best for that song in that moment okay now you mentioned uh, an album coming out is that uh, oh. something is that something you can talk about now or are you in the is it uh, is it a little too early in the, it, in the writing stage it's a bit early but i'm still talking about it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i've been working on it the last year over the pandemic um via zoom for the most part and then i went to los angeles in october um to wrap it up and so we're now in you know preparing mode and just excited to get lots of music out this year um and i feel finally like for the first time i feel like this is the closest to what newella charles is and sounds like um and it's something that I've been trying to figure out. And I think as artists, we always try to figure out and find what it like who we are. Um, but I think this is the closest that we've gotten and I'm really excited. That's great. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. It's, it's always an exciting time when you finally find your sound uh, or what mm-hmm. you what you what you feel is yeah. the real the the you that you want the world to see. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Thanks. Um, I wanted to know, do you write music for other artists? 
Um, I do write for other artists sometimes. Um, not so much in the last year. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, like, if I do a writing session, it just depends on who the artist is and what they want and it's usually a co-write um which i i like best because then i can get their story and what they're going through and what they want to say um but a lot of my writing is also for film and television so specific mm -hmm. sessions just like if they have particular scenes they're looking for music for um or themes that they want to cover um that's what i've been doing mostly um but yeah i love writing for other people because it takes me out of my own little world and I get to explore a bit more and not feel so shy about what I'm saying because <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, you touched on um, writing for TV and film. Um, now, I know you've had a lot of success in the sync world and for our, uh, for our listeners, um, sync is short for synchronization and it's basically any time that uh, music is synchronized to picture. So for TV, film, um, video games, etc. ads. Um, are you pitching those songs yourself? Are you working with a sync agent or a publisher? And what would you recommend to any independent artists out there that are trying to follow in those same footsteps? Yeah, I think I've worked with or kind of approached it in all different ways. I started uh, just developing relationships with music supervisors who are the ones who usually work with the production to put the music in uh, the show or the movie. Um, just meeting them at conferences and just getting to know them as people, doing one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, and then I've worked with Sync Agent uh, and that was a cool experience because I didn't have to do anything and they just kind of pitched <laughs> on my behalf. Yep. Um, and I've worked, now I'm working with a publisher who's doing that on my behalf um which is also great but it's just a mix like and it and i tell this to everyone like it comes down to relationships and just being patient because even my first sync i think it was pitched and then a year later it started you know i started getting like placements mm -hmm. um and within that year i didn't know that people were actually listening and considering it for stuff it was just me sending an email hoping that they open it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and going from there but yeah i think putting your best foot forward and just understanding that side of the industry helps a lot when you're reaching out to these people so that they feel like you understand what they do and what they need from you um and just a little bit of research goes a long way and there's so much information on google um, i wrote a whole article for breakout west like there's just so much that you can do on your own to get that, you know, step ahead of everyone else. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like understanding, like you, you hit it on the, hit the nail on the head. You talk about uh, the research as well, you know, understanding mm -hmm. the terms like, like one stop and, yeah. and the terms that are, that are common in the industry. So that, uh, that once you get in a position to get a sync that uh, you know what to do with it. And, mm -hmm. you, and you know that you have all the rights to the songs and because that yeah. could uh, that could end that relationship really fast if you yeah. <laughs> if you don't yeah exactly yeah um still on the topic of sync placements what's what's your favorite sync placement you've had and why oh i i know this um i had one of my songs coming for you placed on espn and it was 
cut into a shot. It was when the Green Bay Packers were and Aaron Rodgers was going for like their NFL or their Super Bowl run or whatever. Nice. And it was a, a clip of him and just like, I am coming for you. And he's pointing. And it was, they did this cool little montage. I think it was like less than 30 seconds, but that was the best. And it wasn't even the most pain, but it was like the best because I grew up watching the NFL and I've always like seen these montages and I'm like, one day I'm going to have my song on one of these because they're always so epic. And that was the best. And then I ended up getting like an NBA one and an NHL one too, which was cool. But that NFL one was like, okay, I've made it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. who's, your, uh, who's your NFL team? Do you have a team? Oh, yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. Um, and it's been that way since like I was 12. <laughs> and I've just never changed. Uh, I think we were all growing up Dallas Cowboy fans because of my dad. And then finally, when I got my own kind of mind, I was like, I'm going to pick my own team. <laughs> and I picked uh, the Minnesota Vikings back when Randy Moss was on the team. And okay. Yeah. So now I don't know. I just kind of, I still follow them on Instagram. You know, I keep up. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not diehard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of coming for you, let's slide into that song right now, since uh, that is your favorite sync placement. And we've awesome. heard this, heard a story about it. So we're going to play Coming For You by Noella Charles. Be right in the dark, in the night, senses wake, I'm alive, I'm in too deep. It's unclear which one here should be scared when the Okay, and we're back. Um, back here with Nuella Charles, if you're just tuning in. 
that was coming for you. And it was from her favorite sync placement with uh, ESPN for NFL football. Uh, the question I have for you now is, do you do you have any go-to collaborators that you use or do you switch it up from project to project? I've actually been switching it up and I don't know if that's been on purpose or not, but I have definitely switched it up every record. Um, and I think it's also just on part of it, I think, is I just want to keep putting out the best that I can and being better than the last thing. And it's finding those people who push me um, that I feel like my best self comes out. Um, so, yeah, it's been different. But I think I've landed with this new record on a future, like, constant collaborator. <laughs> just because it's, like, finally someone who understands, like, my references, but also pushes me out of the box and... Not afraid to not challenge, but like if I come up with an idea that's not very good, he'll be like, mm, "Let's rethink that, or let's <laughs> let's really dive into what you're trying to do." Because this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "Thank you." You know, like someone who's not afraid and it's has no ego, and it's all about getting the best out of me, the artist. Um, and I've just really appreciated that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. Yeah, you're never going to get the um, the best work when you're surrounded by just uh, yes men and women. That's not it's not going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think it's it's not necessarily just yes men, but it's just like they're comfortable with what they're doing and not necessarily looking to explore outside of that and mm -hmm. develop different skills. And so that's kind of where, um, yeah what I've been looking for and yeah I'm really excited mm -hmm. uh, one thing I've noticed about you over the years is um, that you stand on your own two feet vocally which is amazing and it's uh, it's very rare to see you perform on a record as a duet or featuring another vocalist when that kind of seems to be the trend in today's music if you know what I mean mm -hmm. is that a is that a conscious decision or do you see the potential of um, jumping on the bandwagon I guess for lack of a better term I think it's a conch. I'm, I mean, I think it comes down to the songs because I remember writing my on my first album, Unfortunate Love. And when I wrote it, I knew they needed someone else to sing the second verse because it was from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that case, the song told me what to do. <laughs> um, but in my past records, it's just kind of been these are my stories to tell but I'm not opposed to it but I think I was also trying to figure out who I was <laughs> as an yeah. artist and I didn't feel like I um knew at that time enough of who like what I was and what I sounded like to be able to contribute to someone else or mm. to have someone hop on so I don't know it's it's partly choice partly just it is what it is, <laughs> but I'd love to collaborate with people. I'm always down, but it just has to be the right fit, I think, which right. is important. Now, I mentioned earlier uh, in the intro that you're uh, a brand ambassador as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how does how does a brand partnership come together for you and how important is it to the sustainability as a DIY artist? 
I think now more than ever, it's become really important just as another source of revenue, because as we all know, streaming doesn't pay anything. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's been really good. Um, and I think the most important thing for me is, am I able to authentically speak on the, the brand that I am promoting? Like, is this something that I can stand behind or am I just doing it for the paycheck? And if you're doing it for the paycheck, then you should rethink why you're doing it at all. Um, because it's it's not worth it at the end to try to hawk something that you don't like. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, that's, that's really important to me. And I think, I don't know, I think back in the day, it was even like getting your music on film and television was seen as selling out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now it's just become, um, a regular part of you know people artists revenue streams um so yeah I, yeah i mean one day my, i might have a perfume who knows <laughs> that seems to be the go-to for everyone <laughs> uh, many uh many artists i talk to struggle with uh creating balance in their lives is that the same for you and if it is what advice would you give to anyone out there that might be in the same boat yeah, I think balance is really important. Um, and it, honestly, I knew I was lacking it. <laughs> and the pandemic, when it hit, it kind of was a forced stop. Um, I had been going for so many years, just, you know, like, what's the next thing? Okay, I'm putting out this album. What's going, like, what am I doing with it? Am I playing shows? Like, where's the videos? There was no break. And there was really no, like, real life. Like, I didn't. I asked myself this like last year, like, what do I like to do outside of music? Like, what are my hobbies? Like, do I have hobbies? <laughs> you know, because everything is so intertwined, especially as a solo artist, you are the brand, you are the music, you are all these things. But then it's like, well, who am I as a person? What do I like to do? Um, so the force break, albeit it was crazy and everyone, you know, in the world experienced it. For me, I was kind of grateful for it because it just, it made me sit back and be like, okay, do I still want to do this music thing? Like, is this what I love or am I just doing it because now I'm in it? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really important. But yeah, I think balance is key and just being able to step step away and really assess what it is you want to do. And I think the balance also helps you when it comes to writing your songs and being creative because then it gives you more to say um and you have a perspective that you might not have if you were running on empty and i think that's why a lot of artists in between album cycles will take breaks and you'll just won't see them um because they're living life and you have to live life to be able to make art and create and share stories so yeah definitely key and still working on it but <laughs> getting better <laughs> yeah now with that with that time that you had to uh, reflect, did you did you find some hobbies? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of tie back into like I got into um, like I have Adobe um, mm-hmm. Creative Suite program, so I got into like After Effects and Premiere Pro and like editing videos and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they all come back to like being useful for my music stuff, right? And, right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm yeah. still, still, still working on it, but um, 
yeah, it's nice to be able to just step away sometimes and be like, I'm doing this because I like to and not because it has anything to do with my career. Um, which I guess interior design might be that. And oh, like, yeah, like renovate or like redoing makeovers, like rude makeovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing those for my family, which have been fun um, and totally removed from music. So, <laughs> yeah, that's been good. Nice. Uh, I'd love to play another song of yours. And yeah. uh, I'd like to play what you want me to play. So what, uh, what song do you want to hear? Well, let's listen to Space, because that is just a jam and a half. I love that song. All right. Here is Space by Nuella Charles.
Uh, we are back with Nuella Charles for those just tuning in. Um, wanted to ask you, what is the highlight of your career to date? Oh, that's a good question. I think that, I mean, I think the obvious answers would be the Juno nominations because those are like the pinnacle of Canadian music. I think it's just being able to see that as an independent artist, um, I've been able to have a career. Like this is going on 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, when initially my parents gave me two years to try it out. <laughs> and if it didn't work, move on and find something else. Um, and just the fact that I've been able to sustain myself um, and, and see my music, you know, move across the globe whether on TV shows or on the radio or whatever it may be like that, I think is the coolest part. Um, and knowing that I basic, I did it by myself, <laughs> like literally did it by myself. Um, it's, I think that's, that's the highlight. Just knowing that I've kind of achieved the goals I set out and now I get to make new ones and, you know, continue to grow and build. But the, the Juno noms are up there too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And when you first heard about your, uh, when you heard about your first Juno nomination, can you take mm -hmm. us back to the, can you take us back to that time? Like, do you remember where you were, the emotional oh, yeah. feeling, all of that? I was in a loft in downtown Edmonton in my apartment, not a nice loft. It was like a, <laughs> <laughs> when, when people hear loft, they think, no, it was not a nice loft. Uh, it was a cheap loft, um, but I was sleeping. <laughs> and because Toronto was there two hours ahead, they had it at like 11 or 10 in the morning was their announcement. So I was in bed and my phone started blowing up and I was like, what is going on? And I look over and someone I had met, like an industry connection, texted me. They're like, they texted me the video of the announcement. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, what? The wh what? Because <laughs> it's like, uh, Don Michael Buble. And then it's like, Nuella Charles. Uh, I lost it. I was, I jumped out of bed um, trying to see, make sure it was real to begin with. And then kind of just went into this frenzy of like, okay, what, what do I do? <laughs> and I think within an hour I had like a PR person, I hired someone to help me because I'm yeah. like, knowing me, I, cause this, that year was in Vancouver. I was like, knowing me, I'd probably just show up the week of and be like, where's the party? But I knew <laughs> that was the wrong approach to take. And so I hired PR and as soon as I got off the plane, I was doing all of these different like super cool events and, and things that on my own, I would have never been able to, to do. So that was an experience and just seeing the behind the scenes of everything. And I brought my sister too. And she was just like, Whoa, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> so that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's next? What's next for Nuella? Next is I am putting on an album this September, which I'm really excited about. Um, and just looking to, you know, go outside of Canada more and tackle the UK and France and Germany and just try to spread my music even further than it has been. Um, 
I'm really excited to be working with a publisher that's helping me like, you know, get more TV stuff and syncs and placements and hopefully working with other artists to write for them, write with them. Um, but yeah, just continually growing and kind of seeing what after this album, if I still want to do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always a constant like question, like, is this still what I want to be doing or is it time to transition? But um, for right now, I still love it. And I think that's important. I think once I start falling out of love with it, I might rethink what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm just excited for these songs and for people to hear them and to really hear Noella Charles, how I've envisioned them to be able to hear me. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting how most people that aren't into in the industry don't realize the roller coaster that it is like it's just mm -hmm. there's, so, there's so many highs and lows and and a lot of questioning uh questioning yourself if you're doing especially as independent artists yeah um, yeah so it's 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 good for us to talk about those things to kind of educate other people and and also educate people that are thinking about getting into it as well yeah it is not easy and i find a lot of people who come in they expect these quick wins and these quick advances in their career especially with film like film and television stuff everyone's like okay so if i pitch it when will i get it placed i'm like it doesn't work like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they can love your song and yeah. it doesn't mean it's going to be a place their exactly. their job is to is to do right by the scene and find exactly. the song that fits the scene they might think your song is the best song they've ever heard and might not be able to find a home for it for two or three years yeah and so patience is something that i practice and preach a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah now do you do you ever see yourself transitioning to another aspect of the music business like maybe as a manager or a sync agent or anything else the, that's a good question because my dad continually thinks I should start like a management firm. <laughs> He's like, you've done it so long for yourself. You should be doing this for others and helping them and you know, the younger generation. But I don't know if I like the industry <laughs> to do that or to like still be in it after I'm done. Like if there's something. Yeah, it's really it's it's a hard place to be. And I think once I'm done, I might still continue as a songwriter um, because I love that aspect of it. Um, but I don't know if I would transition to like a executive role or a business type because nah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like a solid maybe. Uh, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. You don't listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for being with me today, Duella. Thank you for having me. Of course. This fun. Uh, and if, if people want to, to follow your career, to follow what you're doing, how do they find you? Where do they, where do they go online or, or how do they? Yeah. So my website is www.nuellacharles.com and that's N-U-E-L-A. And then all of my social media is Newell, at Nuella Charles as well. Um, so I'm, I'm out there everywhere. Just type me in. Even if you type it in wrong, it'll probably pop up. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure sitting with you. Thanks. And it was fun. Everybody, that was Nuella Charles. Step to the mic. Step to the mic. If you
you that one shot, would you give it all that you got? Silence the mad haters, let them know that you hot You had everything to lose and you know it's a lot To rewrite the history of who's hot and who's not So watch the plot thicken as you come to give it your shot Spending every last minute trying to get to the top Soon it's gonna pop and you finna be happy you fought What the haters gonna say when the album drops Step to the mic Step to the mic To make a break, ain't no mistakes on the stage Cause you're playing for the wage and the stakes are high To live a better life, so it's do or die So if I can interject for a sec with advice Do your homework, you better work till you're nice This ain't for amateurs, so you better keep it tight Bring the metaphors, bring the bars to life Step to the mic Step to the mic If you got what it takes for the cameras and lights Then you're gonna be alright, ain't nothing to fear Step to the mic the mic like a dream come true think you're ready for tonight don't be intimidated by the glare of the light you prepared for this life you're gonna be all right just step to the mic step to the mic like a dream come true think you're ready for tonight don't be intimidated by the glare of the lights you prepared for this life you're gonna be all right just step to the step mic to the mic